0: welcome everybody to another episode of the waiver wire podcast presented by FanDuel. uh like i say it's our last episode uh but it's kind of gonna be our, our maybe our last episode for a minute you're still gonna see us all over the extra points, pod social network and ours, Jen Piacente, joining me as always um it's kind of a wrap on football. How do you feel? yeah, I mean, I guess
1: okay, it's like after you work really hard and you get a vacation, um so yeah, on, on one way, like like all right, cool, let's start over let's let's do it again. It's like new year's eve and and tomorrow and today's a new. Football right. season. Um, but also, like, a little sad, you know, because that Sunday tradition is over. Um, I'm not a big NBA, you know, fan, as you know. I mean, I like NBA, but I don't, like, particularly root for a team. So for me, I'm kind of in a dead spot. Um, and I'm for like two work- months. And i are going to be flooded less. with stuff. I've actually stuff. already <laughs> written two complete 2,000 word articles for the Jim Bowden draft guide. So actually, not totally out. Um, but yeah, for baseball. Is
0: baseball. Um- just are you way busier dealing with fantasy baseball stuff only cuz of how it's every day so, every yeah. week every month Basically, you know there's yeah. there's a game
1: Baseball's a grind. There's no way around it. And people that play fantasy baseball are psychos, people like myself. <laughs> um because you do every single day and like if you're if you're doing picks, if you're doing DFS, you have to do every single day and it's 7 days a week. Like there's no day that there's no baseball games once uh baseball season starts. So it's it's timely. you have to be time sensitive with all of this and all that. And you got to work. And it's just a deep 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 player pool, but you know what? It's I love it. <laughs> because I'm a psycho. Well, Um, so yeah,
0: and yeah, and I imagine um, it's it's even more uh, intense with everything that and obviously COVID will probably still be a large part of our lives when baseball season begins. So you know, keeping track of who's in who's out, you know, it's almost like you have to have all alerts all the time. Yeah. Um, I I did enjoy this football season. I know this is definitely one of the craziest football seasons we may ever have, and hopefully, honestly, I yeah. really don't ever want to repeat it. So I hope it is relatively close to back to normal next year, and we're all this is all behind us. But um, it really is amazing in general that the freaking football season happened, yeah, and it ended. Is. I thoroughly enjoyed it. We've talked so much about all the fantasy leagues around. I I found myself I was not missing fantasy football. Once the playoffs sort of started because I was enjoying so much like all like, you know, still doing DFS on FanDuel and, you know, starting to do some of these prop bets and stuff like that. But it did hit me about halftime in that game. And let's be honest I, and congratulations to the Bucks and Tom Brady. That was a bad Super Bowl <laughs> by all, by viewing pleasure. Like, yeah, I, I know for the Bucks, it was like the greatest Super Bowl. It right. was easy. It almost seemed I'm not trying to take anything away from them. Uh, but for like the fan, as a viewing experience. Like I didn't. Did you finish the game? I didn't finish. I, um, I, I actually
1: put it on pause at like three minutes to the end. I was so just like, eh, this is boring and frustrating and started making dinner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, around four with four, about four minutes left. Yeah. I, uh, I went and I kind of had round two of some food. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of came back and I saw the MVP and I knew who it was going to be. And I watched some mm-hmm, of the yeah. uh, speeches and stuff. Hey, I'm not trying to take anything away. It just was not an enjoyable game. One team was extremely ready to play and another team was not. I'm not saying they weren't ready. They just had too many things to overcome.
1: It was wild. I mean, at the beginning, I was frustrated because it did seem as if, again, the refs were making these ticky-tack calls that seemed to all be going against the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. It was really frustrating. And then I thought how are they even supposed to come back from this in the locker room? Like you go in and your lock and your, you know, defensive coordinator yells at you and says, you can't make stupid mistakes. You can't do the tiniest thing. And then you still need to stay aggressive. It just, it, it's like, how do you do that? You need to stay aggressive because you got to get back but don't do anything that might possibly cause any kind of a penalty flag. It's just, it felt like there was no way they were coming back after that. And I kept saying to myself after the first quarter, and now I did have a, bet on a Tom Brady first quarter touchdown so that first one I was like yes this is great you did. Now perfect I did I did I had it over on a uh, a video that I posted on on Twitter that you can see but I was like and I was given crap for it by the way by somebody who's well, like, wasn't there no some way stat that they happens. said yesterday
0: yeah. I don't know was it first drive or first quarter that Brady had like a zero points first in his career quarter. in the first quarter in the Super Bowl
1: but my thought was um that there was no way the bucks were going to win this unless they came out aggressive and that's right. why it's I thought true. it it would have to be and then that that happened so at the beginning I was like this is perfect now the chiefs are going to win they're great when they're down you know and I as they kept going up, I was like, well, if it were any other team, but the chiefs, I'd be freaking out. And then by halftime, I was like, I don't even know who showed up today. Like, what?" well, yeah, the,
0: the line, obviously the, the whole rearrangement of the offensive line for injuries clearly was just, I mean, one quarterback had almost all day to throw. Mm-hmm. And that was Brady. I mean, he was sitting back there opposing. He really, I mean, he, in the first sack, which we talked about was F- Frank Clark. I think it was right at plus 500. I believe he was the first sack of the game. as uh, we Wasn't it?
1: I thought it was Shaq Barrett. Was I wrong? I didn't know
0: he had he Shaq Barrett. I thought almost got there, but I thought Frank Clark was actually the first sack of the game. We might um, have to you check could be
1: right. That. You could be right.
0: Um, But outside of that, there just was not, any pressure on Brady and the, the glaring thing was, I think if they wanted to get Leonard Fournette 200 rushing yards in that game, they maybe could have, but also that opened up so much. I mean, anytime you see Gronk starting to go down the seam, like, like, uh, five years ago, you know, you're in big trouble. Um, I'm a little mad. We both were we talked about the Gronk part. I in know. The Super Bowl.
1: And then we didn't put it in our video.
0: We didn't put it I in know. our video. I've been on Gronk I'm all mad year. At us too. And if there was ever a game that you knew, like, all right, Brady might be looking for him a little extra here. Uh, I'm and disappointed because like... all my little parlays and stuff I had yeah. were connected to anytime TDs, and the Chiefs didn't have any TDs, so it sunk almost everything I had.
1: I think it sunk almost everything everyone had. I mean, who could have possibly, in the world of possibilities, would you have ever predicted? And the Chiefs will not score a single touchdown in this game. Not a single touchdown.
0: Yeah, I had like a nice little Leonard Fournette. I think it was over 60-whatever yards that I was on. That was fine. Um, uh, Yeah, but all my Tyree Kill-Kelsey stuff just didn't really factor in. But I did have Tampa all the way across the board. I just really looked at it like if that offensive line problem that everyone seemed to gloss over. I don't know how you could gloss over. When have you ever seen an offensive line that big? poor in the Super Bowl.
1: Well, because those two of those backup guys played in the same week that they played in in week twelve and it was fine. So I yeah. think that people, you know, and I don't think it was just that I mean the O-line was terrible. But I also think like the receivers and and Pat Mahomes weren't on the same page. Like he even said in the in the game script, he's like, we just they were not in the place I thought they were gonna be. Um, I think his toe was bothering him. Personally. Oh, that was apparent. I mean the, the ter- like, he was like they already said he needs
0: surgery on the toe in the offseason. <laughs> and like She's- you joke around about like turf toe or ligament damage in a toe. I've had like bad turf toe and torn a ligament in my left big toe. And I couldn't play pickup basketball for like three months. You can't yeah. run. You can't push off your foot. Right. And um he definitely looked like he was playing in a lot of pain um, and just like, I don't know. It's so hard. Like, it just looked like a hunger disparity. Like, the Bucks Absolutely. defense looked like they were starved for weeks. And now someone finally threw out some fresh meat and they just <laughs> were like a pack of coyotes. Like, yeah. just re- like it, they just looked so hungry and out for blood. And the Chiefs defense, which has never really been the strength of the team obviously but they do have timely defensive mm-hmm. plays and players and a good defensive coach just wasn't they 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 just weren't the bucks did whatever they wanted
1: they weren't and i agree with you like the tampa bay defense i mean tom brady was great don't get me wrong but that defense they were on fire i mean they were they were hungry like you said and they were fantastic and i feel like you know the I don't know if this matters that chiefs team, essentially most of that chiefs team won last year, that bucks team, you know, even Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, who I'm a little frustrated. They weren't really that involved in the game. They didn't have
0: to, they didn't need to be though. they didn't didn't need need to be, they
1: still got the super bowl ring, but I I felt like I wanted them to have a bigger part of it because it's frustrating that Tom Brady comes in, brings Gronk brings Antonio Brown and they win the super bowl. Just kind of like, all right. So you won it without us, but, not really. Obviously. No, Evans there was, was huge season, throughout but,
0: and Godwin, they those um, guys were huge throughout the whole year.
1: Yeah, they were huge throughout the whole year. But um yeah, I think they wanted it and they deserved it and it was their first one so they were hungrier and I think that's part of why it's so hard to repeat. And I think we mentioned that even on that the pod, you know. It's it's hard to repeat. And that's why I actually kind of thought that the Bills might somehow accidentally upset the Chiefs on the way. But um yeah, I you do wonder like were the Chiefs that bad? Or were the was Tampa Bay going to win no matter who was there? Or would another team have had a little bit more of a fighting chance?
0: Um, no. I, at least from my perspective watching, it might be a little bit of both. But I mm-hmm. would put the emphasis on the Chiefs were that bad. Were like bad. I do think like if... First of all, I think if the Chiefs had a way more healthier offensive line right. and if Mahomes were healthier, I think it's a much, much different game. I'm not saying the Bucs don't win, but it's different. But then if you, okay, swap out the Chiefs for the Bills and assume that the Bills are healthy, yeah, that's a much better game. The Bills have an awesome offense, and they have, like, about the same, if not a little bit better of a defense. But the fact of the matter is, and I get it, we talk about running backs in fantasy all the time. Running backs, perhaps the most overrated position. It's proven you do not need to. That's why with my Giants, you know, everyone talks about the Saquon Barkley pick. Oh, you and... I still defend it because he's an amazing running back, went healthy and had a, a semi-decent offensive line, but the Chiefs could not run the ball at all. And they spent on the draft pick with Edward Zolaire. Well, And the Bucs could. And the Bucs yes. were rotating Ronald Jones and Fournette, who they acquired. Like one team could run the ball, and one team couldn't.
1: I mean, I think that's true to an extent, but also Kansas City has been one of the weakest run defenses all year. Like, they just don't have a good run defense. And Tampa Bay has been the very most elite run defense all year. They've only allowed 85 yards until that point per game in the postseason, whereas Kansas City was allowing 120. So it makes sense. You should be able to run on Kansas City, and they did. I mean, they were smart to use that.
0: Right, but I guess the reason why I made that point is swap out the injured like you you have to if the chiefs are healthy you can't do any swapping out that would have been a great game if mahomes and the offensive line were healthy i i think maybe the bucks still win but that would have been a great game but say you swap out the injured chiefs what we saw last night okay a team that was not ready to play in the super bowl for injuries and other reasons i'm sure swap them out for a fully healthy bills team i think the outcome is bucks still win in a much entertaining game but The same thing applies. The Bills can't run the ball. That's right. They can't. So like they cannot. I think in a game with that kind of stress and the fact that you give Brady who really I I know he throws picks in the second half, stuff like that, but he's not going to lose you the game. Like he's not going to make mental mistakes that lose you the game. And then you factor in the fact that you could control the clock and control the tempo of the game with a running game. I think it's too much to overcome. If you're not able to like score at will like the Chiefs normally could, and I don't think the Bills would have either. I just think it would have been a much better game. That Chiefs team was not ready, physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever. They just weren't ready. And maybe it's embarrassment of riches because they were 15 and one after a championship year, but they ha- they certainly had their share of struggles this year. And in the playoffs, it was not easy. But and that's why you give them so much respect because. Even when they were getting killed, and I gotta say that touchdown before the half, when and they're burning timeouts trying to get the ball back, which I don't even know what you would have did if I you're Andy Reid and Mahomes and you got the ball back, it almost would have been better off just let the clock tick, start over, you get the ball at half. Yeah, that touchdown was the dagger. I agree. You know that was it to me. That was it. That was game over. But. We've seen the Chiefs do this before. It's like, oh, my God, do they have one more of these amazing comebacks? And then they yeah. were down 24-0 against the Texans Houston. last year. But yeah. it, it just looked different. It looked different. It did. He didn't night. look
1: right. He just didn't look right. Pat Mahomes didn't look right. That That's the thing. Um, and as you said, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay looked like they came
0: and you got to, <laughs> like, game plan-wise, coaching-wise, you got to give brilliant. props to Arians and uh, Byron Leftwich and, and Todd Bowles. Todd they, Bowles. Like we I, all said, they double Tyree Kill all year, right? I mean, I mean, all game. Now, we even talked last week. It's like, why doesn't everybody do that? Well, it's not that simple because they still have Kelsey and they still have Watkins. They still have Hardman Pringle. There's a lot of weapons. But their defensive game plan was perfect. And those other guys, which is what I was worried about when we talked last week because you, I think you said or someone else said when we were talking, it's like they have such a deep team offense. You know what? No, if it's not Hill and Kelsey making big plays being a big, I don't know if I want to count on Watkins and Hardman and and Robinson Mm. to like do the job. I don't know if I can feel comfortable. I don't
1: think those guys were open either though. I mean, (laughs) like they were on every one. Yeah like That's it, it it was ridiculous they just came with a perfect game plan and i think also they the chiefs were expecting more blitzes they actually didn't blitz that much instead they took out all the receivers
0: <laughs> yeah and those lineback i mean so those linebackers the speed they were moving around with so you know it's just a combination of things i i give the chiefs a ton of credit to get back to the super bowl after winning it, it is hard um You know, they only lost two. They they did not lose very much this year. And people are still saying, ah, this is kind of like a down year for them. But let's talk about Tom Brady for a minute. Okay.
1: Okay. Can we just say, do do you think Tom Brady realizes that he was the third character on our pod all season? Like,
0: Um, does does he know? I think he knows. He Uh, might need to get credit here. I had to post my my video from way back (laughs) in the day this morning on Instagram. you know, when Tom Brady did his cameo on Entourage, mm-hmm. um, I had to repost that video because it was so weird at that moment, which it does not feel like that long ago for me. You know, he came and did the cameo the season after he was coming off the the injury season, which I believe it was against the Chiefs where he tore up his knee. It was like a low hit. And uh, at that point, he had, he had three Super Bowls. And now you look back; it's like if you'd have told me then, okay, Tom Brady—he had just had a full year out with injury, coming off a knee. So at that point, that was ten years ago. You know, he's like thirty-three. You ready? Yeah. Has three rings? Do you true or false? Tom Brady's gonna finish his career <laughs> with at least seven Super Bowls. Everyone takes that bet. Everyone. Right. So, right. Um, and I know like quarterbacks always get the MVP and and. It's kind of tough because in reality, I think don't you think like the entire Bucks defense, defense
1: deserves MVP? MVP.
0: I there do. wasn't a star on defense. There was a bunch of stars on defense. So like the easy answer is Brady. And he look, Brady was he was damn near perfect and did everything he that was. was needed of him. He didn't have he to throw for Peter like, oh, for 201. He didn't have to throw for two. The other team couldn't score. Right. Once they got to 21, it was a wrap. So I Don't really care, his numbers are perfect for what they need 21 for 29, 201, three touchdowns. That's pretty damn efficient. And you had your defense was pitched to shut out,
1: right. Essentially, so right,
0: but yeah, I don't. It's it's oh, uh, the goat talks, we love having them for whatever mm-hmm. reason, we love debating them. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I. It's been done. Some of it's kind of ridiculous because you could really only talk about the people that you see, I believe. Like, mm-hmm. how could you and I sit here and talk about Terry Bradshaw? We right. not watched Terry Bradshaw, Bradshaw. But no, there's no more debate. This is a closed topic. I think we could finally safely say this conversation's over.
1: Yeah, and, and for whatever reason, this guy is dominant. And I have to say, how can you actually not and this is why it's such a big story. How can you not kind of root for him? Like, he came over, he said, I'm going to prove it. At first, it seemed like, uh, sour grapes. I'm going to go, you know, play Slamet and Tampa, I'll just whatever. And we're like, oh, God, this is going to be so embarrassing for him. If it doesn't work out, he's going to retire. But he didn't. He just came and he's like, uh uh-uh. uh, like, I, this is a revenge narrative <laughs> or whatever it was. And how can you ever not root for someone betting on themselves? And that's what he did. And, you know, Anytime someone bets on themselves like that and wins, you have to give them props. It's, just, it's amazing. So and I, I would congratulations, love, Tom Brady.
0: If I had a chance to talk to some of the Bucs today, I'm sure they're going to like they're all been answering questions about Tom Brady for an entire season, so they're probably way sick of it. But the real thing I would want to get to the to the bottom of is um did you feel a different kind of motivation and weight of the season? Not saying like you're going to win it for Brady. Not saying like win one for the Gipper, but more so that just how accountable, accountable you will be held. Not by him. I'm talking about by the media, by society who love football fans, like, you know, because of the body of work and like all the weapons you have. Like, I just felt like it was different. I know they they had their ups and downs this year, but once they locked in after that Chiefs loss and they had the week 13, but I know this because Brady was my quarterback all year in fantasy from like the week 13 by on. Yeah, they on, didn't lose. Perfect. They were pretty mm-hmm. much uh perfect. And then you go through Breeze, you go through Rodgers. <laughs> Mahomes, like and and you can't just give brady the credit for that you gotta give the credit to the coaching and the defense and um i think we could say the goat conversation but i also say he jen he doesn't get fucking hit he doesn't get he hit doesn't. He doesn't. and yes i know it's a good offensive line sure i he very good offensive line gotta give them a huge pat on the back but i also think it's the amount of knowledge and his internal clock of like when to get rid of the ball is perfect. And if he can sustain that, yeah, maybe we'll see He can we'll play forever. Some, maybe we'll <laughs> see some... Maybe eventually he'll finally get to the point where like, oh, you know what? He just doesn't have... He's not driving the ball as well. And that out route that he used to be able to hit every time is now risky. Maybe that does happen next year. You know, I think it was like Max Kellerman who talked about four years ago Tom Brady's gonna fall off a cliff at 40 it's like he won like three more Super Bowls after that but uh just from what I'm seeing the guy does not get hit really and that is his flaw when you do get pressure on him he does get a little right tiptoe pat you know and gets rid of the ball quick and that's kind of the the way to solve him but he's still not taking hits
1: Right. And that's why he's going to be able to play a really long time. I mean, we, he's already saying he's coming back next year, right? Did he Gronk already has, say that? Yeah, he basically said he's coming back already. Um, Gronk has <sighs> hinted that he's coming back. And uh, so I think we all kind of had this storyline that like he's going to retire and go out on top and boom. But no, this it could be number eight again next year at this rate. You
0: okay, here's a question. If you were Tom Brady, mm-hmm. not necessarily all of his circumstances, but if you're if you look at the Bucks roster mm-hmm. and you look at your own body of work and where you are in life, would you rather walk off after a Super Bowl win a la Mike Strahan and some others? Or do you really want to just go out on your own sword where it's like, I could no longer win a Super Bowl? What would you rather? Because each have their own level of honor.
1: What I would do probably if I were Tom Brady is keep playing. I can tell you that because if I were felt like I was that much in control and still going and it's something I loved so much and did my whole life. I mean, you know, OK, so like as an actor, like would you turn down a big HBO series because now you have two kids and you're a little older? Blah, blah, blah. No, like, no, but I'm never going to get go hurt for it. I'm no, most you're never going never to get hurt. But but, uh. but what can happen is and we've seen this happen with actors. Um, they get kind of too old to be playing certain roles and yet they take the the movie anyway (laughs) and they take the whatever, you know. It's just like, if you're really good at it and you really love it, it's going to be really hard to say no when someone's coming at you with a check and you freaking love it. And, you know, athletes, actors, you know, there's a timeline. Like, you can only do it for so long. It's like you're an accountant and you can do it till you're 90 if you want. I think I would
0: rather... Go out. I think that's the right choice. Like going out until I realize, like, all right, I am official. I think retirement for him will be him saying to the world, "I can no longer win a Super Bowl at this level, regardless of the team around me." Mm -hmm. And that might be years away. He's surrounded by. We just talked in depth about that defense and the weapons that he has around him. So, like, yeah, I think I. I think for a guy like that. Uh, and I think I, 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 that's how I would be like I'm saying I think I could win the Super Bowl and hopefully he has people around him telling him how it really is or if there's a coach that re- but deep down if I go to sleep at night thinking like I could get one more I'm playing it's and gonna I really think that's have to what be like thinking. Yeah, yeah I can't so you're
1: like me that's what I think too I do I think he should maybe retire like I think it would be brilliant if he did just walk away like drop the mic walk off be like I'm the greatest of all time I did what I need to do I'm gonna go spend time with my family now golf maybe I'll see you on NBC calling games or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but in reality, if it were me and I still had obviously <laughs> that much talent and that much ability, I don't think I, I actually could walk away because you only get so much time.
0: Well, we're only going to walk away for a second and take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, Jen, I think we got to figure out what we're going to do on Sundays now. We'll, uh, we're going to take a quick break. The Waiver Wire podcast is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel's offering uses the chance to play free. No deposit required. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel's offering up to $500 in bonuses instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. And I have many reasons why I play on FanDuel, but Jen, why don't you give us a few of why you enjoy playing on FanDuel?
1: Well, one of the reasons I love playing on FanDuel is you get to pick a new team every game. So you don't have to be stuck to the mistakes you made in your original draft. You can have all your favorite players, a different favorite player, every single day. There are different and unique contests across all sports and at all skill levels. So if you're a beginner, don't worry. You can play a beginner contest. You don't have to play against the Sharks. FanDuel is offering you users the chance to play for free this season no deposit required download the fanduel fantasy app to play now fanduel more ways to win
0: all right we're back uh a couple these. first of all too i mean yeah i did not win any money really i didn't lose a lot it was semi-decent but yeah the Chiefs side of things destroyed every kind of prop because i had everything tied to at least one chief player um Here's something I, a good buddy of mine, Sam Morell, great stand-up comic. Uh, you guys should follow him on Twitter or Instagram or go see one of his shows whenever we're allowed to do that again. He had what I thought was the tweet of the night. He said, all this game truly does is just strengthen the legacy of Eli Manning. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's two and overs, Tom Brady, that in itself. It's pretty awesome. Not even the two Super Bowl yeah. rings to get him in the Hall of Fame. It's the fact that his two Super Bowl rings are against, against the Tom. GOAT. Yeah. So, I think he really helped Eli Manning's cause to get in the Hall of Fame last night because yeah, like if if those two rings were against like I don't know, uh Matt Hasselbeck and right. Trent Dilfer, and no Jerry disrespect Goff. to the Yeah, but um <laughs> I don't know. He's got two rings against Brady, so I think that strengthens his case to get in the Hall of Fame. And then yeah. next, what are Sundays looking like for you now? We're now taking yeah. baseball out of the equation for a second because baseball's not a Sunday thing. That's Monday through Sunday. What does Sunday look like for you now that people will stop harassing you on Twitter about, Jen, I need help with this? What does it <laughs> look like know. for you? I don't know.
1: I don't actually know what I'm going to do, Jerry. I, really? I think I'm going to sleep in because I usually get up very early on Sunday mornings, like 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m. So I get all the injury reports and answer all the questions um, and- yeah, I, I honestly don't know because we're still in quarantine, like uh, here right. in LA. We're we're pretty locked down. I mean, technically we can go out, but there's not a lot to do. Still not seeing friends. So I, I honestly, I'm probably gonna read, exercise, and yeah, TB12. Die. Get ready. I, I, for look, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will not.
0: Season. I'd be lying if I said. Uh, so I've been trying to work out in the mornings now before everybody gets up. Mm-hmm. We uh we have like a little gym room here in the house. It's not kind of done yet. So we have a Peloton. Shout outs to Peloton, not one of our sponsors yet. Yet. We have a Peloton <laughs> in the bedroom, right? Because it's the only kind of place where it's fully out of the way and, and we're still decorating in this house or whatever. So my wife kind of agreed to get up at like 6.30 and go just kind of crash in the other room. I hit the Peloton at 7 a.m., I'd be lying if I didn't say I was extremely motivated because I'm like, I'm 41 years old and I am slowly escalating into like chubby dad bod, like <laughs> kind of out of shape guy. And then this fucking Tom Brady just won his seventh Super Bowl and he's older than me. So I may have started my morning with the solid 45 minute Peloton.
1: Wow. And then
0: I may have researched the TB12 diet. Really? Well, what is yes. TB12's diet? I, 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 it's it's a lot of like, uh, it's a lot of avocados, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's it's insane. Like the guy doesn't eat like fruit because it like it's like swells you, like because
1: of the inflammation. The inflammation. So is he like a low inflammation diet? Like yeah. no gluten, low inflammation, no dairy.
0: pliability. That's like his whole life. Got it. Right? At least Got in the it. TB12 way. So yeah, I I did a solid forty five on the Peloton, got a good sweat, and then I like I I looked like that game last night. If anything, as I, I I may I may enter into the TB twelve world because wow. I want that. It's great for the brand. That's the other thing that had a massive tick up last night was the TB twelve brand, especially if you're a forty year old man or woman. Yeah, man, like. Who else do we look to for inspiration other than a 40-something-year-old and, winning Super Bowls?
1: I mean, I have to say, Tom Brady's actually gotten more handsome as he's gotten older, too.
0: That's also some bullshit.
1: It's not bullshit. It's true. No, no. Mm-hmm. He's got
0: a... Like, there's something else going on. Uh, like, that's not right. Because I can tell you what, I am not getting better looking as I well, age. <laughs> not... I could tell you by the amount of hair I have on my head versus other places like, is not well, neither
1: am that. I I'm not getting better looking as I age either but maybe we should just both start doing the tb12 diet maybe he can sponsor this podcast
0: or I mean, should I do a has. podcast on extra points pod about doing the tb12 diet and like report in once a week
1: I think you should and then you should definitely we have to have some kind of metric like you gotta win something or do something. There's gotta be something that proves that you are elite at age 40. Uh, this is one. uh
0: it's the heaviest I've been in 10 years. It's time. And I got another kid coming in like two and a half months. The shit's gonna get it's gonna get scary around here. Um I feel like we should not say farewell until we at least do some volunteer fantasy work right now. Meaning. Okay. Give me one player. Mm-hmm. Okay, doesn't have to be like your first overall pick. Just one player in the back, back, back of your mind that you're not really going to think about again until August. That you're like, I'm getting him this year. It could be it doesn't have to be like Christian McCaffrey. Like right. it could be a small like third I, receiver. Just one I player that you just like. I'm I am I'm drafting that player. I don't I, care one way or another.
1: I think it might be Jalen Rager. Really? Yeah, I have to look into Interesting it. Interesting
0: call. I yeah, like it.
1: But I kinda of have this feeling like I think he was he's really talented. Um, I think he's a little speed demon. And it looks like Carson Wentz is on the move. That's all the rumor, mm-hmm. right? Uh now of course it won't matter how, you know, Jalen Hurts plays, he's a little bit more of a mobile quarterback and all of that, but I feel like they just maybe switching everything up, everything's newer, everything's younger. And I'm interested in Jalen Rager. And I think he's going to be somebody you can probably get laid in drafts that could just have a great sophomore season.
0: So I've been thinking about this already um, and having so much success with Kelsey. And that's the easy answer, right? Like, obviously, mm-hmm. Kelsey. And that is someone in in my mind, not in the back, in the, very much the front of my mind. That's like, yeah, I am definitely going to build a team around him again in a mock draft to see if I could make that happen. But in the event, I can't because I think that's going to be the trendy pick for everybody. We might see. I mean, shit. D- does Kelsey hit the first round this year in fantasy? Yeah, I think so. He was not a first round pick in any real kind of traditional draft formats last year, right? Like Only you, you in tight
1: end premium leagues, he was. He was a first right. round pick. So anywhere where there is a tight end premium, he was going first round. But I but think standard, this year. standard, no, right? No, not in standard. Um, I think this year, though, he will because what people saw, and, and I think this is reactionary and not necessarily true, but as you stated a few times, it seemed as if you could wait on running backs because there were so many issues with running backs. And in fact, offensive player of the you know, year was Derrick Henry because right. it wasn't Saquon Barkley. It wasn't Ezekiel Elliott. It wasn't Christian McH- you know, So it feels like there aren't enough running backs worth being taken in the first round. And because of that, and what we saw Travis Kelsey do, I mean, he finished, I believe with the second most receiving yards in the league, 1400. He did, and, and he something. didn't play week 16. And he's not right? a, yeah, and he's week not,
0: 17, rather. not
1: much. And he's not a wide receiver. So you get that advantage at a position where the next person down is probably going to be George Kittle, D- Darren Waller, you know, maybe TJ Hawkinson. Now that, that Gronk is, that uh, Goff is there. We'll see Goff they to go. Hawk. It could be like, right? Because he's, you know, golf.
0: Well, you mentioned my guy. So, so the guy that's in the back of my mind, cause now I am officially tight end obsessed after my championship uh-huh. with Kelsey. And like I said, I will build a roster with that in mind, but I think it's going to be really hard, especially in auction. Like Kelsey's going to be maybe the most expensive player or right up there. Waller for sure. Like, mm-hmm. of course too can't take that away, but, the guy i think might slip a little bit because of the injury and we're going to wait and see what happens it depends on what happens with them at quarterback is george kittle now you you could say he's the second best tight end in football but and who knows if gronk plays again you might see a gronk resurgence like i think kittle might be the guy that might kind of drop or like slide a little bit that you might be able to roster and if he stays healthy I think we could maybe see, I don't know if we'll ever see like a full season like we did with Kelsey, but something similar. That's the guy that's in the back of my mind because I just think the price on Kelsey is going to be insane.
1: It is going to be insane. It's going to be insane and rightfully so because the other thing is uh, Kelsey doesn't really get hurt. I mean, he's sturdy. So, you know, and Gronk, you know, actually props to Gronk for basically playing a full season and not really playing injured. Full
0: year. Yeah.
1: So I mean, maybe he's doing the TB twelve diet too. <laughs> you gotta wonder, like, did he just need the year off, or is there something about playing in New England so much that's really harder on your body? Or was it Bill? But I mean, so many questions. Could but, be weather um, related, you know. Could be you weather got, related. You
0: basically, you know, got some great weather for the the home stretch, where normally you're, you know, hosting playoff games in new in you know New England, where it's you know 15, 20 degrees. Right. Uh, could be that. And maybe it's the no inflammation diet.
1: It absolutely could be the no inflammation diet.
0: I have a lot of inflammation, Jen. Um, All right, you're targeting Rager. I'm targeting Kittle. And then um, I I, I will just say, I, I will end this podcast with my final thoughts. And then I want yours. First of all, I am grateful to now having gotten known you over this time period. And I have learned a lot from you and uh also just this has been like a great kind of therapy place like especially about all our fantasy football problems that we've tried to make it and everybody out there interacted with us all year and i and really grew with us as we were figuring it out too i will end with this to my fantasy football nerds who i love so much i'm out on running backs it's over i'm out i'm not even gonna draft the number one running back next year I won a championship with Boston Scott as my number two running back. <laughs> I'm not even going to draft number one. I'm going to figure I, I might draft my second running back like I do my kicker and just figure it out at the end. That's wow. my strong stance. Leonard Fournette just had 500 rushing yards in, for the last four games. Yeah, but
1: that didn't count towards your fantasy season.
0: No, but I'm just saying <laughs> like, like you just don't know. You don't know. You don't know. There's like three guys you know, and then everybody else is a coin flip. That's my final thought.
1: Okay, my final thought is I am definitely not out on running backs that a bunch of you guys are going to be, and that's why I'm going (laughs) to win all my leagues next year because you all are overreacting to something in 2020, and if – I don't know if, if anything hasn't taught you anything 2020 is not normal. Do not make decisions based on the way things went in 2020. A lot of weird swings, COVID things, games canceled, blah, 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 more injuries because of shortened training camps, all kinds of stuff. That being said. I am not one of those people that believes you have to totally load up on running backs in the first like four rounds. There are those people. So I'm not there, but I'm saying you take value where it comes. And I definitely do think you should get an elite running back. And it's, it's, you know, you're risking it. You're risking it that he could get injured, but anybody can get injured. And I think it's easier to take shots on later round picks like you did actually with Stefan Diggs. You got him as kind of a later, cheaper pick and it really paid off. Um, so I will pay think the premium spend... for him now. Well, you should. I will, I will pay you the should, premium for him. But now. I don't think you had to pay the premium for the receivers that were going early this year if you go back and look at it. I don't think you did. Did.
0: Well, yeah, we might see a real like Julio dip Jones. in like Julio I don't think Jones you might to spend dip, that. DeAndre Hopkins might dip That's just right. because of the amount of attention he he Got. draws. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun.
1: What's really going to be interesting is like, is there any value to Brandon Cooks if Deshaun leaves Houston? Probably not. Well,
0: that's what I wanted to ask you, too, as we end. Um, If you had to place a small wager on is Deshaun Watson with the Texans in August at training camp or is he anywhere else? What would you put that buck on? Because right now, the Texans are playing hardball. We're not trading. They're doing Houston. what they should be doing. We're not trading them. We're not interested. That's exactly what they should be saying to maintain That's what they should a be huge saying. haul. And that he, apparently,
1: he wants to go to the Jets, which makes zero sense to me. I don't know what's wrong with this boy. Somebody needs to talk to him. Um, <laughs> and it is weird what Houston did. I mean, they went out. Okay, they have Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. And I know there was a lot of talk about how they hadn't hired a black coach, a head coach, and then they did. They hired David Culley. But they hired a coach who was the wide receiver coach for the team with the most anemic passing (laughs) offense in the league. So you can see why He's. It's a frustrating thing. Now they say, though, from all reports, David Culley is a wonderful human being. That he's a yeah. great coach. I'm sure he's going to be awesome in Houston, and you know he's going to want Deshaun Watson to stay. So, I, I. don't know. I. I. I would rather see you know Deshaun go somewhere where he's appreciated. But I think they could make it happen. Houston It's just that he's so disillusioned. Okay. Uh, now he doesn't like it there, and if you don't like it. <laughs>
0: can't end the show the way I, uh, on that because now I'm like, okay, I'm thinking of all my obnoxious Jet friends and there's like three in particular. I'm I don't want him to who, go there. Like, if Watson went to the Jets, immediate Super Bowl contenders in their minds, right? Right. Um, But then if we like look at it realistically. Brashad uh, Perryman, Right. Perriman. Jameson Crowder. Crowder. Really type of, I mean, sure. Barrios, um, no running back. Not the and again, yeah, that's none. the least of our concerns, really, though. Offensive line this year, not good, Better. but not terrible. Better, like the, they got
1: Becton and all that, right. yeah.
0: But Darnold still ran for his life when he was in there at times. Mm-hmm. Uh with a guy like Salat, like you you almost wish that they really would have been able to figure out a way to like work it out with Jamal Adams mm-hmm. if a Watson thing really could happen. Because then, like, you could really say we have a transcendent player on offense and we have what looks like a transcendent player on defense with a defensive-minded coach. Like, then I could start to see, like... And I will say this. I've said this about someone. I tried to convince so many players to come to the Knicks. If you can win there, it's really, like, worth two anywhere else. Like, if you could bring the Jets a Super Bowl... Uh, no disrespect to the fans of Houston, great fans, great city. You know, I'm not trying to, but like that just, that would be an extremely valuable, all Super Bowls are valuable. That one would just be like life changing yeah. for millions of people. It would. So uh, I get, I, I I like the idea of him taking like that big swing and trying to do it there because if you can do it there, just like the Eli Super Bowl versus there. Brady,
1: you can make it anywhere.
0: Yeah, man. But uh, they, they, I, 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 they need some more weapons. Uh, they they need, need some more, more, weapons. more weapons. A lot more.
1: I mean, so. actually, Houston's a better spot for him, in my opinion, as far as the yeah. weapons. They still have work to do, but
0: I think he's there. I think he stays I think too. They try to. Fix I think it they with figure it and,
1: out. I do and, too.
0: And just, yeah,
1: I hope so because Houston can't stand to lose anymore that we've lost what James Harden. We've lost George Springer. Like it's not going well, Houston. It's not going well. Like get
0: shit together. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us, Jen. All it is not the end of us though. We are going to be on Twitter via we'll the us. extra points network. We're going to be doing some, videos, some video content. We're pivoting to video as, as once saying, uh, at least until next fantasy season, I'm going to be giving out some fantasy basketball tips and advice. You guys don't know this about me, but my two fantasy basketball leagues I'm in, I'm just like ripping through the league. I'm seven and one in one league, six and two in another just ripping through you are going to be giving out some baseball stuff, right? I'm
1: going to be giving out some baseball stuff. Guys, if you are baseball fans, I've already written two in-depth articles for the Jim Bowden draft guide over on Fantasy Alarm. You can check it out. I delve into um, COVID rebound candidates because if you look at numbers from 2020, they're absolutely not accurate for what you can expect for a lot of players. And as we've said, 2020 was just an anomaly. So there's a lot of value you can get in your drafts. And then I'm also previewing the entire outfield position which is a beast of an article and there will be a lot more to come. So, I'm around if you have any baseball questions and I'll be looking at all the numbers um and then we're going to start we're going to probably do some NFL draft. Maybe we can do a special episode just for the NFL draft Jerry.
0: Oh, that's sure. pretty soon Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. And then
1: yeah. yeah, maybe we can rip whip that out and then we'll be back for fantasy football because we just scratched the surface this year. We just met, we still haven't met. So, um we got a lot a lot of fun coming
0: up. Guys. Yeah, right. you just made me excited for a, a, a <laughs> season that's nine months to eight <laughs> months away. You just actually fired me up. Um, well, thank you so much, Dan. You truly have been awesome. Uh, thank you to Jim. Thank you to Martin. Thank you to Scott, Cousin Sal, Toby, everyone at the Extra Pods Network. This has been a blast. And we're only just starting, guys. So yeah, keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram uh, for some of these videos. And just to check in and say what's up because we like yeah. to hearing from all of you. And uh, it's just so tough to go out without being like, next week? I know, it's so weird. It's going to fly by, guys. Everyone stay safe out there. And uh, till next season, we will meet again.